the Premier of South Australia, Stephen Marshall, joins us live in the studio. Premier, good morning to you. Good morning, Will. Good morning, Pembo. What can be done about Sam Delook, Premier? Well, there's a process underway at the moment and we should get a result in the coming weeks. Is the, do you think the process is, is adequate? I mean, he's a member of your party. He's already admitted that he did shocking things to Connie Benaris at the Christmas party last year. Do you feel that if you were an employer, if, if wearing your old hat, say you found out that someone at the, the, the furniture business had been groping women at the Christmas party, would you wait this long to act? Well, there's a process which is underway, and it's the same process that the Labor Party had. It was an incident which occurred in Parliament House, and the process is that uh, the Speaker has um, appointed somebody to look into the matter, to speak to people, find out exactly what happened, and as soon as we get that, we'll, we'll have a much greater idea of what occurred. Now, Sam has, of course, apologised. He's very remorseful. Uh, and uh, when I spoke to him about this matter, he said that he couldn't recall all the details of the night, but he thought that he might have offended people. I said, well, you've got to apologise straight away. He did exactly that. Uh, there have already been consequences before uh, this inquiry is known. He has um, He's re- resigned uh, from the Budget and Finance, uh, sorry, the Economic and Finance Committee, which is a very powerful committee in the, the Parliament. He's suffered a uh, a pretty humiliating time in the media and he's had a massive pay cut. That's what's happened uh, to date. So it's just not correct to say there have been no consequences. There have been very significant consequences, but there is also a process which is underway and we'll have a result of that in the coming weeks. But when- his salary's plummeted to, what, one hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year? I think the More. cut was something like $37,000. Uh, I, I could be it was certainly in the 30s, but I think it was $37,000 pay cut which is a significant pay cut. There's no doubt about that. But And, and as I said, you know, for, for these people that say there have been no consequences, that's just not correct. I mean, this has been a very humiliating time for him uh, in the press. Uh, he, he has suffered consequences. It wouldn't be uh, consequences if it happened at the Christmas party at a furniture company, that's for sure. Uh, and this is one of the things that happen when you're a high-profile person in, in, the, in public life as a politician. So uh, could there be further consequences? Well, let's just wait to see what comes out. I'm not going to get into hypotheticals about this. What options what are at your disposal, though? What can you do? Well, uh, What's for, your power? for people that suggest that he can be sacked from the parliament, they just don't understand the way this thing works. I mean, the reality is uh, people are appointed to parliament by uh, their electorates. Uh, he can and, be disendorsed by the party. Well, that's a matter for the party. Um, and, you know, that's a, you know we've got a, a membership of that party and that would ha- be something that would happen through state executive or but state you, council. You but the, I think we're a long way you, I think we're been... a long way from that. I think what we first need to do is to uh, you know have this investigation, uh, find out uh, exactly what's happened and then we'll be in a better position to move forward. But it wouldn't just be purely the party on Green Hill Road sitting around and you going, oh, that's, that's interesting, that's what the party's done, come, come up with. Like you, as, the, as the, the, the figurehead, the titular boss of the party, you would... You always use these big words. <laughs> well, <laughs> your recommendation man, you, would carry a lot of weight. Yeah, should you so choose to do so. So I guess the question then is simply, is that something that is in your remit? Is it something you would consider... Well, I've never considered that in my seven years as the leader of the Liberal Party so far, but I would just uh, make the point that we've got a process, we're going through it, and I don't want to get involved in what could happen, what might happen. Let's just wait to see what the process uh, throws up. Hmm. Is it annoying you, though? I mean, well, it's not the again, ideal start to the year. Let's be, let's be truthful about it. It's hmm. not the ideal start to the year. Uh, this is a really important year for South Australia. It's not been a great start so far with bushfires, now the corona uh, virus, you know, there's some pretty hefty headwinds on the economy in South Australia uh, with those two issues alone. So it hasn't been a brilliant start for 
uh, our, our state this year. It's been a pretty tough start for our country this year, um, but we'll work through each of the issues that we com- we're confronted with. Is 2019 going to feel a lot like... Is 2020 going to feel a lot like 2019? If we're going to go and do the, the, the rounds of the kitchen again on things like rate capping, things like... Well, they're important to the people of South Australia. What's going to change, though? Well, we're, we're going to be arguing that, you know, the people of South Australia made it very clear uh, that they want further deregulation of shop trading hours. The work that we've done, you know, on an ad hoc basis uh, through the levers that are available to us and the Treasurer have been extraordinarily positive. Um, they've, been, they've been very well accepted by retailers, by employees, importantly, and, of course, by shoppers. And I just don't understand why Peter Malinowskis uh, doesn't want to do something which is going to create more jobs in South Australia. I mean, the problem with Peter Malinowskis is he's basically a union hack who wants to toe their line the entire time. But the vast majority, the vast majority of South Australians want further deregulation of shop trading hours. And I make no apology for the fact that we prorogue Parliament so that we can reintroduce that legislation. Do you legitimately believe anyone on any of those major issues is going to change their position? Because otherwise... Absolutely. And what's given you that indication? Well, I mean, I think we will lay out a, a compelling case. I mean, you, you guys so are the ones who were saying for, a, for about six months that we wouldn't be able to get our land tax legislation through. Last time I looked, we did get that uh, through. People said we wouldn't be able to get the mining bill through. Well, we actually did get the mining bill through. And I think when we lay out the case for further deregulation of shop trading hours, for lifting of the GM moratorium, for council rate capping, people will see sense. Will those because policies wanted... change as much as your land tax policy did? Well, can I, can I make this point, Will? We are getting closer and closer to the next election. Closer and closer to the next election. These policies are wanted by the people of South Australia. So, you know, p- politicians often change their, their view as they get closer to an election and they think they're going to have to face the people of South Australia who want further deregulation of shop trading hours. I think the vast majority of South Australians do want to see us back our farmers in this state and lift that GM moratorium, not across the entire state. KI would remain with the moratorium in place, but we've had a process. Now, five years ago, I don't think this would have been the general feeling in the in the public, but it is now. Uh, and again, you've got the Labor Party saying no, absolutely not. But no they, to council rate capping. But they are going to say no. So... so Who's going to say yes? What makes you think it's going to be any different from last time? Do you think that there's people within SA Best who are going to change their minds? Well, I, I hope there is. And, but we'll be laying out the case for the people of our state. And, uh, and we'll be getting as much support as we can. And we'll be lobbying uh, those people to see some, uh, so, you know, to back the people of, of our state. Mm. Is there political danger for you in doing this, though, that if, if, if it's the same result as last time, it just makes the government look weak? Or do you think, conversely, that. You can you can capitalise politically on the fact that your agenda, as stated in the lead up to the election, meaning that voters did endorse it, um, is being stymied again. No, look, I, I will make this point. Uh, we are going to back our farmers on GM. There is just no doubt about that. We're going to back the ratepayers in terms of council rate capping. We're going to back business shoppers, employees in terms of deregulation of shop trading. Come to Norwood on a Sunday morning. Come, come at 11 o'clock, I'll buy you a coffee, we can start, stand outside the food land uh, and you'll see 100 people, maybe 150 people waiting to get into the shop and then tell me 
that the people of South Australia don't want to see. So I don't know why Peter Malinowskis doesn't get out there and speak to the people of our state. The There is open dialogue now um, among federal MPs about the prospect of splitting the sub-maintenance jobs between South Australia and Western Australia. Is that a compromise position that you'd be comfortable with? No, I think South Australia should do the lot. I think we've worked very hard to be the you know the centre of uh, the, the, the program in terms of full cycle docking, and I don't think it serves Australia's interest for that work to go to WA. Have you been told yet about any sort of a decision or when it might happen? No, the National Security uh, Committee will be meeting soon. Uh, they were going to make a decision on this last year. I hope that we can make a decision uh, on it soon. Uh, we are unequivocally the best place uh, to do this. I, I fully appreciate that there was a movement uh, three or four years ago uh, which basically said that the, the vast majority of the construction work would continue in South Australia when we won all of that work and the maintenance work would be done on the West Coast and the East Coast. But my argument uh, since coming to power is that this isn't maintenance work. Full cycle docking is more uh, akin to construction work. Look, we've been up against it. I'll be quite honest about it. We've been up against it uh, in terms of our negotiation. But I think what we've presented is an extraordinarily compelling case and it should stay in South Australia. Just finally, Premier, um, a bit of a hit for Kangaroo Island at a time when it can least afford it, with Rex announcing yesterday that they're going to um, cancel um, their flights to the island. Is that something that the state government can, can have a role in? And is it the case that through SA Tourism we've been providing subsidies to, to Qantas to help them maintain those routes? And do you, do you have any intelligence as to whether that has perhaps hurt Rex. Look, we've looked at the allegations that have been made. I think it is uh, correct that the previous government did provide... So there's only ever one carry going to KI and the previous government decided to put a subsidy in place for Qantas to get two uh, going over mm. there. Uh, now, this is something that, you know, I think is the subject of some discussion uh, at the moment. But just the decision by itself, massive kick in the guts. I mean, it really, literally, the worst time possible. So... Um, you know, we're, we're going to have respectful discussions. Um, we've, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know how successful they'll be. This is a decision which has been made uh, out of Singapore. Uh, but we, we, we're doing, going to be doing every single solitary thing that we can to improve tourism uh, in South Australia, in particular in places like Kangaroo Island and regional uh, South Australia, where we really have got an opportunity, I think, to create more jobs in, in regional South Australia and help help. Help Kangaroo Island get up off the mat. It's been a, it's been a tough time uh, since the fires uh, started there late last year, and then the massive day on the third of January this year. Um, but I think there's been an overwhelming level of community support. I saw people, you know, going over on the ferry when I was coming back uh, on Friday. They were all going over there for the weekend. I, I I'm hopeful that we have a, a lot of people that head over there and um, do their bit for the economy. And as you say, drink that gin. Uh, drink that wine, <laughs> eat, eat, eat that eat that lobster. Oh, it's a tough job, That's as right. Pembo's pointed Someone's out, do it. which has had me laughing in the mornings. Uh, <laughs> But uh, that's what we need South Australians to do. It's our patriotic duty. <laughs> Thanks for joining us in here this morning, Premier Stephen Marshall. Thanks, guys. You've heard from the Premier. Now we want to hear from you. 8223 0000 is the number. You can text us on the Telstra Storm Out Parker text line 0448 08 1390.